Hello and welcome to I Don't Know What episode, I think 345 or 6 of the Universe Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and joining me is uh, my podcast trader, Ron Bob, <laughs> who's now the co-host of the Hoonigan Podcast. That is a uh, fact, that is a welcome. fact, but I'm not a trader. I'm still faithful to you. I'm here, aren't I? Not, that's true. You're just turning out for other people. <laughs> I'm not even getting paid. None of you motherfuckers pay me, so I don't want to hear shit. Actually, I know. You know what? Somebody's getting paid for that. I'm not even. Just, I'm not even a sellout. Never yeah, us. Exactly. Exactly. And it's never us. Uh, I'm just joking. Uh, I'm curious how that's going to go. Um, and uh, I mean, that's a cool, different venture. Um, nothing like sure. again getting into the podcast game. Twelve years too late, but do <laughs> <laughs> it. So uh, uh, I'm just giving him shit. Uh, I had shared a few messages with Scotto just the other day, randomly actually. Nice. Um, so what's going on? How, how you been? I feel like we've it's been a bit. Yeah, it's been what a couple weeks. <clears throat> last last I, week uh, was my fault because I just felt like shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel so hot tonight. I don't know. I like. I'm susceptible to feeling sick with like like drastic temperature change, like just like from moment mm-hmm. to moment. So it's like, you know, it's 90 sure. plus degrees outside. I come in and I have air conditioning, which is glorious. So I'm not complaining, but every night, like I feel like stuffy and like, you know, I feel like I have a head cold coming on, but then like, you know, that's gone by the next morning when I turn the right the AC thermostat up or whatever. So, you know, it's a, it's first world problems for sure. But uh, yeah, it's just like, damn it, man. Like this, I forgot, I forgot that, you know, this is a thing for me. But I'll be uh, right. Yeah, it sounds like you're going through menopause. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a stage everyone goes through when they hit a certain age. Um, no, I, I actually, my, I know that the weather is changing when, um, even though it doesn't seem like it outside, if my, all of a sudden the allergies come in, I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. shit, it's either about to get hot or it's about to get cold. Like, mm-hmm. I get it on one direction or the other. And it hasn't hit yet. But we're supposed to get some heat relief on Friday. Really? Shit. Welcome. Uh, yeah. Please. Like a 10 Thank degree you. change or something. Um, but I'm heading to Button Willow, so it doesn't matter because it's hot as fuck there anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of that, speaking of that, uh, I have lemons this weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Racing lemons this weekend. Um, nice, it, it's, uh It's the Ranchero. Mm-hmm. It's back again. A fresh engine. Uh, apparently, I asked about it, um, and it's because um, if you remember from the last race, we blew the engine up yep. and then we put in a different engine. Mm-hmm. The engine that we blew up had a uh, aftermarket cam that was nice and aggressive, right? right. And then the engine we put in uh, just had a regular stock cam, but it was a running engine, so we got to run all day Sunday. So I asked Tim, the builder, like, "Hey, did you did you?" go back and find that cam again. Cause that was, you know, that cam was fun. He's like, no, I got a rowdier one. I was like, Oh, oh nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this one's crazier, but, um, engines together. Um, this is how lemons goes for them. I, cause I don't live up there, so I don't work on the car, which is why I'm responsible for food and beverage. Right. Um, <laughs> I asked the, so I think Tuesday night he took it for a drive around the neighborhood. It's like engines back in temps are holding power's good cam sounds great i'm like all right so we'll fucking see what happens um it's, it's not an it's not an engine that's designed to be raced so right. you know even if it just a cruise around just, the block is one thing 
Right. Did you just shove the cam yeah. in there or do like retainers, outsprings, all the uh, support? Oh, he does all that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he, he, he does it. He breaks the cam in with the proper oil. He, yeah, it's he, and he, he even altered the radiator mount so that it's, it's easier to get the engine in and out. Okay. So, yeah. Fully legit. Where'd you go? Right I just back. You. You? I'm coming back. I'm yeah. coming back. Here we are. Okay. Um, and then, um, so I'm excited because one, it's lemons. I love lemons. Uh, our buddy Derek, Derek Gibbs, is is coming up. He's going to oh, spend nice. the weekend uh, hanging out at the race because um, he's always wanted to see one. Uh, he's going to tent camp in the back of his F250. I'm excited because I finally get to test out my uh, tent on the Montero. That'll oh, be yeah. the first test of that. So it'll be it'll be more comfortable than the last race. The engine sounds good. We always get a garage because we're not you know, heathens wrenching yeah. in the dirt. Um, yeah, get, you got to get a garage at button wheel. Otherwise it's a nightmare. Um, and then, uh, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, we can... just tra- yeah, transition into, um, fleet t- talk Montero yeah. mm-hmm. since it's been a little bit, I got the, the go fast super light V1 is, is up mounted. Bolts are Loctited in place. Um, I've driven around with it on the truck and it hasn't moved, so that's good. <laughs> it seems like it's up there well. Uh, I, I've tested it, climbing in and out of it. It looks good. And then I've also swapped in new rear springs. Do you have a ladder? I have a ladder. I don't need a ladder to get in and out of it, but um, when, while I'm there, I'll put the ladder up. Um, but I can use my rear tire to climb up pretty easily um well i've been testing things here but i do is have the, a ladder is the ladder like loose like you can like hook it over and like yeah. carry it in the vehicle so it's not like yes, permanently 100%. Okay. Yep. Got it. Got it. yeah you can you can leave it in the tent you can fold it up and leave it in the tent if you want um, oh nice uh, yeah um it's it's on the back seat of the truck right now i have to attach these two pieces to the top so when it's leaning it had like these little claws grab into something um mm-hmm. but i tested it the other day just leaning it against the truck and my daughter climbed up and down it no problem she actually climbed it up into the tent tonight um just using the the spare tire like i i've been doing which is kind of funny All right. yeah um so i'm excited for that um i've got the fridge i've got the the solar i've got the tent i'm doing proper like real 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 white guy shit <laughs> Get it, bro. Yeah, pull on. Like, have me IPAs. I'll have my crap. I was gonna say, well, the guy, the guy who owns the car, Tim. He's like, can we not just have IPAs? Because like, my stomach can't handle that all weekend. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll get, I'll get other stuff too. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, I actually have two beers in my fridge. I'm gonna bring one of them. I think. I don't think I want to mm-hmm. bring both because um, they're they were very hard to get. My friend Francois from Belgium yeah. uh, was in town. This is the guy who owns the Mega Cruiser, who owns a Chevelle in Belgium. He owns a bunch of cool shit. Um, it's he brought not, it's two... not just a Chevelle, bro. It's things LT4 no, powered, 67 Chevelle yeah. convertible. I think it's, like it's on the road now, too. Nice. He sent me a picture. It's on the road. Um, yeah. The... It is, especially over there. Like, it would be cool mm-hmm. here. It's mm-hmm. so much cooler there. I love exactly. We could do a whole episode of that. I love ca- seeing cars where they don't belong. Mm-hmm. I remember my first experience with, with that was I f- was f- it was like my first trip for work to Europe, 
it was my first trip to Europe, period. And I had a layover in Amsterdam. And one of the Amsterdam, like, fleet vehicles on the airport tarmac was a Dodge Ram. I was like, that's <laughs> fucking sick. Hell yeah. And then we were, we were driving Volkswagens from um, Berlin to Wolfsburg. And on the way, we passed through this, like, little scenic German village. And I saw this elderly couple in, like, a 70-stock Nova. It was probably yeah. a six-cylinder, you know, but it was, like, dogdish wheels, completely stock, perfect. I was like, that is the coolest shit I've ever seen. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it was probably, and it, it was probably a Voxel too. You know, you know, I don't even right. know if right. they had that version of it over there or an Opal or something, but it was, yeah, I, was gonna say, I still don't but, know um, the, the difference between Voxel and Opal for Europe. Like is, is Voxel, like, I don't know, Audi to Opal's VW. Like, is it higher end? Or? I don't know because there's also like Seat, which I believe is Spanish. And then there's Seat is Right. But those are VW brands. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, right, like, right. Specifically Voxel, on the GM Voxel side Opel, of it, like, Voxel and Opel. I think they're, I feel like they're interchangeable based possibly, on the market. Yeah. We should probably because there's, there's the Saturn Sky. There's right. also the Voxel VX220, I think it was okay. called. Mm-hmm. Which is the same thing as the Saturn Sky. And then I think there's an Opel version of that convertible too. And the weird thing is... Before, no, maybe it was when the Saturn Sky was already here, but one time at the original Cars and Coffee, the one that was in mm-hmm. Newport Coast before yeah. all the other Cars and Coffees, mm-hmm. I saw a Voxel Roadster, like yeah. an actual imported, because you saw the coolest shit there. Yeah. Um, but what the fuck? I'll, was go, down. Oh, I'll, I'll see, go down that rabbit hole. Right, right. The uh, oh, it, this we'll started with beer, week. right? Yeah. <laughs> now I remember because it's Francois, Belgium. So he brought these beers over from Belgium for me that you get at this monastery over there, and it's called I think it's called West Valerian Twelve, and it's consistently rated as like one of the best beers on the planet. And right. It's a Belgian beer. I think it's like fifty dollars a bottle, and he just God gave damn. me two bottles. I was like, "What do I owe you?" He's like, "No, nah, don't worry about it." I was like, "Okay, bro. Um, thank you, Francois." Um, and uh, so I think I'll bring one of those. I don't think I'm going to bring both um, because, you know, special occasion type thing. Uh, and my buddy, our buddy Derek is a beer guy, so he'll appreciate the beer. And then the other guys will appreciate that it's just something fun to drink. And I'll share it with everybody. Sure. Um, but that'll be good. Um, oh, and then I put the Old Man Emu Springs in the back. Um, so yeah, oh, yeah. the truck is, should be ready to rock. I, I put, I just topped it off with oil because it was a little bit low. Um, <laughs> Uh, but now it's full and it's, and it sounds good. I've got coolant in the car. I've got, you know, just all the checklists. Now this other car right here, is it back there? The dumb thing. Jag- that's, the Jag- that's, that's the Jaguar. Do you have yeah, new mood lighting in the garage? What's going on there? Uh, uh, the, the neon lights. Are on. I usual. just don't have, I don't have the, the, like the bright lights on. Yeah. yeah. So just cause I don't fucking feel like staring at them. Um, so I feel like we, we the, both got the same warm glow in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours is reddish. Mine is like orange. It's, it's I was going to say, I don't know if it's the same color, but yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> they're not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, mine's like a more of an orange. Yours is red. It's, 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 it's fun. Um, Wait, the, I'm talking about this, like behind this dresser here, not just the Senate. What's... Can you see where I'm pointing? What's going on over here? Oh, yeah. You got, I guess that's, that's not like, red, right? That's like a peach. It's almost like a peach color. Oh, peach. here we go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> nice. There you go. All right. Um, 
That's perfect. The um, the Jag. Mm-hmm. So I went out to start it the other day and it just didn't. Like it did nothing. I was like, okay, um, this is good timing because Cobra sent me a portable jump pack to test. So right. let's fire this up. And the thing is only, it's like the size of two iPhones. Mm-hmm. And I've used these packs in the past that have been bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one one company, I forget who it was. They're like, yeah, this will this will fire up big engines. And I tried it right. on my uh, my uh, F100, which mm-hmm. I think that was a six point four liter V8. Didn't do shit. Uh, it's like nothing. Right. I hooked it up to this five point seven liter V8. One turn of the key. But wow, I was like, nice. oh, okay, that's impressive. Yeah, super impressive. Um, so I'm like, well, this is staying in the car. This is awesome. I got to get another one for the other. Car. Like this is cool to have. Um, and then I let the car, I just, cause I needed to fix the passenger side window, which was down right. for some reason. And all I did was I pulled the rear switch and I, I moved it over. I pulled both rear switches and I tried the other switch and it mo- worked for the other window. And so, but it was doing it slower. So I just mm-hmm. cleaned the connection, put it back in and it, it, the window, I got the window up But now because, it, well, <laughs> because it's a Jag, it goes up on the rear switch. And it goes down on the front oh, switch. The driver's switch. <laughs> yeah, because there's two switches in the back seat, uh, kind right. of in the middle, odd placement. Oh. Um, but I was like, you know what? The window goes up and down. My job here is done. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. We're good. So then I I left the car for a few days. I, I felt like I fixed something. I didn't want to push my luck and go further. Um, I came back out to start it to drive to go get a haircut like two days ago. And uh, I was like, I'm going to take the Jag nice, comfortable. Cause I got to go to Costa Mesa, which is, you know, 20, 30 minutes away. Um, didn't start. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this Montero. Boom. Let's go. Yeah. So then today I had a meeting in Anaheim. I'm like, all right, I assume I'm going to have to use the jump pack. No big deal. I got plenty of time. Let's go fire it up, get the car moving. And then the car's fine. AC's blowing cold fans working all that shit. Driving to Anaheim. I get off the exit, which is like exit 109 to get to the convention center, which would be also where you go to Disney. Mm-hmm. And as I'm coming off the exit, coming and slowing, the car dies. I'm like, <sighs> bro, what? Thankfully, the, the off-ramp has a red light. So I, I can't find the um, hazard switch because it just turns green. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, shit, shit, shit. I start to open the door to like signal like, Hey bro, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. And I, I, cause I tried to start it, but I forgot I was still in drive. So I just bump it into neutral with my other hand on the door. Boom. Fires up. All right, but let's get the fuck out of here. Car fires up. I'm like, what the fuck was that? I didn't do it on the way home. Do you have a volt meter? Like four? Yeah. The volts, the volts, Charging. that's my problem. It's yes. It's, um, at idle or just like off gas, it dips yeah. on volts. So it's just, I don't know if, because it should be plenty of alternator for the car. It should be plenty of alternator for the car. It's a fresh battery. And, I mean, I, I don't know if it's, like, related to, like, belt slippage. I, yeah. Could could belt slippage be a hundred hundred percent. That was the issue that I had with my Mustang for over a year. Like, yeah. I didn't have enough belt wrap, so it was slipping uh, around the alternator pulley, and the alternator was just not charging. I had to try like three or four different tensioner combinations in order to get enough rat because my car, they like, especially when I had the supercharger, like there was no proper belt setup or belt, like Mm. recommended belt link for a 
5.8 liter Mustang, not even a 5.0, but you know, a 351 in a Fox body with no power steering, with no yeah. smog equipment and no AC. Like everybody has a kit that like eliminates one, maybe two, but not all three. So okay. I had I had belt wrap issues that prevented my car from charging for over a year before I could figure it out. Like I I heat wrapped the starter. I you know got two. I went through two different alternators and like finally figured out it's just a belt issue. Belt. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's this if that's this car too because after my meeting it was at the Anaheim Convention Center I went out to my car fired it up and it like fired to life it was a little sluggish but it does that sometimes so I give it some gas and mm-hmm. I got some belt squeal so mm-hmm. um, which leads me to- that that was like the telltale for me like I had belt squeal all the time which was super embarrassing and it made me not want to drive the car and like I thought it was just an alignment issue but it wasn't. Like I, you know, I shimmed the pulleys. I did everything to get the belt alignment correct and straight is like, at least to the eye. And then mm-hmm. come to find out that it was just a matter of belt wrap. There wasn't enough wrap around the, uh, the alternator pulley to make it do its job. They make a kit for this 350 TPI that changes it to a serpentine. And right. I've heard you, I've heard that there's V-belts like, on that thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I've heard that the serpentine belt, there's like pluses and minuses um, sure. where you, you're down to one, you're, you switch to one belt and then it also adds an attentioner because this doesn't have a tensioner. Right. Um, and it's because I've slipped the, um, the power steering pulley on this car right. when I got it stuck on the ice at one time. Right. Um, thankfully, it was an easy fix. But so I, I might just go in there um, tomorrow afternoon and just like loosen some things and just fucking crank the alternator over to pull the belt tight and mm-hmm. see if it because everything else is going well it's just not i'm at idle i just see the volt so i like sit there left foot break right foot keep it at a thousand it's like yeah this is fucking stupid um, <laughs> but it's 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 old car life man yeah man how many people do that like even in the good car the montero if i have the ac on sometimes when the compressor really kicks like mm-hmm. the idles drop it, it's not it doesn't go anywhere but it's like you know feels like two three hundred it's like so the engine's like blah, right. blah, blah, blah. and so you fucking give it some juice and just let it sit at like 800 mm-hmm. dumb shit like that and that's the good car um and no actually <laughs> The real good car is the Mazda, and the rear passenger window, like, is sitting half an inch low now. It's like, what are we doing here? Um, it's so stupid. Carlin. It's so stupid. Now, now, before we jump to your fleet, I just thought of I, uh, more modern cars, um, and this can be a segue because it'll be an Audi, so we'll segue okay. to your shit. Cool. Uh, I just spent a week with the RS3. Oh, no shit. Yes. And I highly recommend it. It was okay. So you're taller awesome. than me, and you're able to get comfortable in that car. Like, yes. Do you not feel ridiculous? Like, I, I hate to say it, but like, you know, I like that's a car that I'm definitely interested in. Like, I think I would enjoy driving and like modifying and like building my taste. But it's like, it sounds shitty to say, but I feel like it's a step down from an RS or an S7, like big body car. Oh, I get that. To, to basically a compact, but I still think no, the no, car is cool that. as fuck. And like, I like it, but I just wonder if I would be comfortable in it or if it would be like, if I would just feel cramped and like, oh man, all my shit doesn't fit. Like right now, be comfortable. I, have, I moved with my S7. Like I folded the seats flat. I took yeah. the, the like 
storage dividers out and like the, the privacy shade took those out yeah. and I packed like a huge, like, I don't know. It's probably like five foot by two and a half or three foot, like crate, like, you know, like roller, like tub in the back of that thing. And like, that's how I moved most of my like small items and bullshit from my old apartment to my new apartment. It's like that thing wouldn't fit in most SUVs, like midsize SUVs or crossovers and shit. But like with those seats folded down, like it just barely fit. And I feel like I'd be giving up a lot of utility with an RS3, but I, I, it might be worth it. Like you you would definitely give up the utility, but the seats, I will say the back seats do fold because I put some, Mm -hmm. uh, I had to pick up some outdoor patio cushions that we had reupholstered and, got them in they folded down um and then it like you'll be comfortable but no one will yeah. fit behind you well, yeah yeah you know um but the car whips yeah it legitimately sounds like once you're up in the rev range like there's a lamborghini in the distance behind right you. yeah uh it's wild it, it 401 horsepower you know um the crazy torque rear rs drive mode where it sends any of the rearward power it does 100% to the outside wheel. I didn't get right. it to put it into a drift yeah. um, because I wasn't in an area to do that. But I, yeah. it seems like it's not a, so much a drift mode. It's not really what you want. Get, yeah. No, it's get around a, a racetrack more fun and faster. Yeah. And, and um, it's it. I the color wasn't for me because it was that like crazy a very Lamborghini color. The like, I think it's called green. like Kaliyama like, green or something. Yeah. Like bright green. Um, Cause it even had like green accents in the car. I was like, ah, you know, knock this shit off. Like that shit I, would I, look like, yellow to me. So it probably wouldn't be as offensive, but still I don't yeah. want all that brightness in my face all the time. Carbon ceramic front brakes. Like no shit. Ridic- yeah. And it was funny cause the rear brakes almost look like a three brakes. <laughs> so like the size difference was comical. Not no that, shit. you know, in a situation like that, you know, all your powers front brakes anyway. Um, but Car drove so well. Steering was great. Um, What's the dicker on man. that car? That's I don't know that. So I, I, mean, I, I mean, I, I didn't be able like, to afford that. I want to say base price is like sixty, and then most are going to be like seventy something. Yeah. So it's it's not okay. cheap, but it's it 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 was dope. Now now, like I said, good segue. What's going on in in your car world? <clears throat> not much, man. I mean, with my own personal stuff, like there's been little activity. I've just been daily driving the Audi. Like I said, I moved with it over the last month and, um, you know, transported wheels and tires, like to and from the, the shitbox speakeasy. And like, I just picked up some stuff from there. Like I dumped a bunch of stuff over there uh, a few weeks ago and I just picked it up and brought it back to the house today. But um, I mean, that thing is doing, knock on wood, that thing is doing exactly what I need it to do, what I want it to do. And like no issues, no qualms. I want to paint the wheels on that, on that car. I think I want to paint them a two-tone. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this before, but uh, like Porsche white gold, like the, the oh, yeah, yeah. that they do on like the Cayenne turbo GT and some okay. GT GT cars like GT 911s. So I want to paint them uh, that color and uh, just switch it up and kind of brighten them up. I hate all black wheels. And um, yeah. yeah, I just want to, you know, now that I'm done moving and I'm kind of settled in, like I feel like I can, you know, switch, switch back on the other wheels and send those out to paint and stuff. And I got to send that car to service. It's due for service. But uh, with full factory warranty, like I'm expecting no issues. I may have to pay. I know that the car has a blown motor mount and the motor mounts in that car are electronic and they're expensive and they're labor intensive to repair. So I think my deductible with the warranty is like 250 bucks. So I'm expecting that, but, uh, you know, like 
that's that's that the Mustang. I am prepared to get back on the road. Uh, I want to do the Holly uh, Terminator EFI on that, and so hopefully I can get that to uh, to a shop in the next couple of weeks and uh, enjoy that car in the winter because it's definitely not a summer car. I hate driving that car in the summer in the heat. So uh, yeah. that's that. Get rid of the K10. You know, I've got all the parts in place for that. And uh, once uh, I can focus, once I get this Porsche out of the way, like that's almost done. Right. I, we talked about the Porsche coming back from a body shop a couple weeks ago. Now it's out for uh, AC service. Like the, the AC wasn't functioning and I don't want to deliver a car that's not like completely 100% functional. So we're addressing that and uh, I should have that out of my hair hopefully in the next few days, next week. And then uh, I'll switch to the K10, get rid of that, and then uh, the Mustang and the Lincoln. So, you Sweet. know, it's like, yeah, it's like shit moves slowly, but then things move quickly, like unexpectedly, and you just kind of got to be ready to go with the flow and like, all right, like, let's send this here, let's send that there, like, get everything out to the appropriate shops, and uh, hopefully I'll have a winner of enjoying uh, three three different cars. Maybe there you four. go. Nice. Yeah. That'd be old. That'd be fun. Um, sliding over to Instagram, uh, Time Paradox Seven asks, "What's your opinion on the '80s C4 Corvette?" Um, it's grown on me in the last few years. It's not something I like personally seek out, but I—I I mean, I will say there's been some cool builds lately, and and yeah, it's—it's it's not something I would buy, but I don't hate it. Right. So <laughs> he specifically asked '80s C4. There's not an ADC yeah. four that I want, except for maybe like an '89 uh, Callaway. Well, no, the the ZR1 debuted in '90, so technically, the, like, there's the only ADC four that I would consider would be a twin turbo Callaway model. But okay, even then, that's like that's so far down. Like, I would rather have any any ZR1 stock ZR1, yeah, um, right. a Grand Sport or a collector's edition which were the last year i think 95 96 yeah that sounds um right. and they like they had little spats in the back so they had the zr1 like wider wheels and oh yeah yeah i mean to change the wheels anyway but like it's just cool to have like the big beefy wheel and tire package from the factory right um but i mean my my ultimate like one of my favorite cars ever at least top three would be the callaway uh speedsters like twin turbo Callaway speedsters that had like no, no roof. They had like right. the fairings, like the, they had like Lexan short windows, yeah. that, like yeah. wrapped around into like a, basically like a fairing and headrest. And like, they were just super sick and obnoxious. It's like, okay, you, you bought a car that doesn't even have a roof. Like you, like there's right. no convertible, there's no like clip on or like snap in top. Like that is a fair weather only car. And they were, like, some of the most ridiculous color schemes, too. Like, like, the press car was, like, this bright metallic green with, like, a navy mm. blue interior. And, like, green piping. <laughs> it was just, like, ridiculous. And it's, like, I, I like that about them. But uh, the regular C4s, the 80 C4s, like, trash. Like, you know, the 4 plus 3 <laughs> transmission. The oh, fucking, yeah. The crossfire injection. Like, until you got into the LT1 and LT4s, those cars are trash. Like. It just, I, my buddy and I in college, well, I mean, that's cool in that car, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, uh, for those of you listening, not watching, I was pointing to my Jag, <laughs> right. Which has a tune port TPI 
yes. 350, right? Like basically though, like an 80, though, 80s apparently vet came motor. Out like a firebird. Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't remember that they had TPI, that weird like asymmetric intake. Uh I mean they might have Probably swapped. true. Someone said yeah, I'm sure there's a mix and match of shit going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, you could throw so. the, the vet intake onto any small block, probably. Right, whatever. right. Well, um, time paradox. I think I, think, I think I answered that. <laughs> yes. Uh, another <laughs> question from the same person. Advice on building a car audio system is mixing speaker brands a bad idea. I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, no. you just got to get the power and output that you want and the size and the, you know, if like, if there's someone makes a, a three-way six by nine that you want. And then a different brand makes the little fucking things for your dash. Right. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. I, I'd say take it as a case by case basis and do what feels right. And what's recommended. Like, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be a car audio expert, even though I did installs like 20 plus years ago, but like, it reminds me, this might be a weird, like analogy, but, uh, I mean, obviously I'm into like interior design and like architecture and shit. And, somebody was just like, don't buy like, you know, some interior, like professional interior designer, somebody that actually gets paid to do this. Like was like the worst thing you can do is buy every single item from one manufacturer. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you have all West Elm and it's like, your shit looks like a showroom. It looks like fucking, it looks silly because it's like, it doesn't really have a character. It looks like, like a photo shoot all the time. Right. And, I don't know. That's not what you want from like a livable perspective. And I feel like it's the same for car audio. Like everybody has their strong suits and it's like, you'll get an amp from pioneer and speakers from Alpine or whatever. Like, you know, it's like figure out what you want from your system. Like, do you want pounding bass that like gets attention everywhere you go? Probably not. But like, if you just want clear sounds, like go with the speakers that are recommended for your car and you know, listen to experts and like how to power those and like not overpower those just yeah i'm trying to there's nothing wrong with mixing and matching the only people i feel like the only people that build a system with one brand's components are like old school shops that like were sponsored by those brands and like were in sbl competitions and they swore by you know yeah this one brand sub but then they had to buy everything from them or like use everything yeah. from them. And it's just like, that's not real world application. A hundred percent. I'm trying to, I agree with all of that. I was trying to find the brand. I, I forget what speakers I had installed in the back and the doors of, I got to look at it in the Montero, but they're different than the speakers I, I personally installed in the dash of the Montero. And then obviously the head unit's different because of that crazy nineties JDM head unit. It's so uh, sick. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like you totally limit yourself and you're just like, I only use such and such because like, right. You know, like the best speaker manufacturer probably is not going to be the best head unit manufacturer. Like, yeah. Or right, right. Yeah. And, and like on my bends, I had all Clarion cause Clarion paid for it. So sure. Like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's, like that's, a sponsored right. build is going to be all one brand, but like if you go exactly. to most stereo shops, they're going to be like, okay, use this with that, with this doohickey over here. Like they're going to mix yep. it up based on experience and like, yeah. hundred percent. MP wears best summer tires for a hot hatch daily. 07 Mazda speed three with the does 20,000 miles a year. Follow up scared of low tread wear on PS4S. And when they went, sent Fredestein. Oh, um, oh, there we go. 
Uh, yeah, right I mean, yeah, sir. Uh, but I'm here. I mean, I I just shot a commercial for Fredestein, so um, yeah, sure, buy Fredestein's. But also, I really still love Michelin and BFG. Um, but you don't need the PS4s. You, I mean, you can you can back it down. BF Goodrich has some, not just off road tires. They have some good street tires too. But um, yeah, um, for a hot hatch daily summer tires. So you're only you know, like you said, twenty thousand miles a year. Um, you'd be fine on the PS4s. You'd have a blast. Well, where is he located? Like, when is he using the car? If it's a what type California of year round, yeah, yeah, yeah so I mean, SoCal is different. Sure. There's more questions. Ask ask more questions again. Um, <laughs> I play with cards. Asks if you and Ron were to buy a car together, what would it be and why? That's, That's a, a great one. question. Um, I had one that immediately sprung to mind, mm -hmm. um, but I don't. You've got time to think about this, right? I I don't know why this just popped in my head, but um, the thing that I thought of was a Buick Rip. What year? Mid sixties. Uh, what is it? The which one has the headlights? Sixty three. The clamshell headlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like sixty three, sixty four. So, hundred percent agree. Yep. There we go. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I did not expect that from you, but yep, absolutely, hundred percent. That is a nice. must own bucket list vehicle. Yes. I was talking to a guy who I haven't seen in a long time, but I ran into him at Autopia, and he has a sixty three Riv that was once owned by. I think he said like Sinatra's son or some shit. Like Jesus. it has like some hot, yeah. And and it went to somebody else, and then it went to him, and his it's like fully murdered out too. It looks it's sick as yeah. hell. But that's a car um, that I can own completely stock or any level of modi yeah. modification, right? Like you know, yeah, it doesn't I agree matter. With that. Like, yeah, I okay. agree with that. Um, <laughs> Kevin Carey asks, thoughts on importing a Pajero Evo to a state that's not California? It's funny you say that because I know someone who has imported a Pajero Evo to California. Um, I don't think it's registered and plated here, but they live here. Um, yeah, go for it. If you can do it uh, right now, you can find them with in good shape but with higher mileage in Japan, and it's less expensive than you think. So go nuts. What, like, are they 25-year? Yeah. Legal? Yeah. Oh, oh, um, I thought you were going to say 25 grand. Um, no. Uh, what? I, for, like, I don't, I don't what remember years, what year. These, these things are. It, I thought the Pajero Evo was like a one-year-only thing, but I could be Evo production because um, they didn't make a lot of them. Uh, sorry, it's 97 to 99, and they made tw about 2,500 of them. Um, but I think there was like a – like. I think it was pretty much initially just a Japan only thing. I could be wrong about that. Um, but they've obviously filtered out around the globe a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, if fucking get one over here, if you can. Um, thoughts on the 2023 C63 Mercedes being a four cylinder hybrid. Um, I mean, that's the power numbers are sick. So yeah. it's hard to argue with that. What is it? Like 670 70 horsepower combined. Yeah. Um, it's going to sound like garbage, which is a bummer because the C63 it actually sounds like sound. it actually sounds like nothing, and that is my biggest problem with it. Like it doesn't yeah. sound like anything. Like Johnny posted a video a couple of days ago of uh, the car going around the track, and like it's just hair. Like it doesn't have any yeah. like signature sound. It doesn't sound like you know an RB. It doesn't sound like a 2J. It doesn't sound like a you know naturally aspirated V8. It's just air coming out of the exhaust and 
wind noise as the car goes by. Like, doesn't sound like anything. So that's super disappointing, but it's also better than manufactured sound. It's also better. I mean, after seeing the photos leaked of the M2, like, oh, my (laughs) God. Like, give me the C63 yeah. all day, yeah. every day. That thing was designed That's... with, like, a right angle and nothing else. Like, there's it's... just no I, flow. I think, um, I think it was Zach Clapman who said, when you order your M2 on Wish or something like that. Um, sure. It's, yeah. Oof. It looks awful. Okay, well, what about the new XM? Like, I don't know if that was a question that was coming I don't, up. But I don't like, care for it. I think it, it's I think it looks hideous, better than the M2. Bro. Yeah, I, I think it looks better than the M2. I mean, the um, M2 looks all like black. a conventional car. It looks like it's an uninspired design that was designed with just right angles in mind. It looks like a Chinese knockoff, the M2. It looks right, like, you right. know, from like right. a few years ago, because they, they've gotten much better on their knockoffs. <laughs> but that XM, bro, you I don't completely like it. lost me. The grill yeah. is is illuminated, so it's just like, look at me, look how ridiculously large I am, look how oblong, and just un like it just doesn't fit. But it's beyond yeah. the grill, like just the shape, like like the lighting, like all the lighting is so minute relative to the surface area that it has to fill. So it's just like, yeah, yeah you gotta you gotta blow up the grill, which isn't even a grill because it, like it doesn't take in. Air, I don't think I might. I, I could be confused here. Uh, they usually take like, in some air to um, cool batteries and shit. Right, but it's just like, dude, like BMW has become a character of itself. Like it's oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, it's like if you gave first year design students, you know, inspiration, and said, what do you see this car becoming twenty years from now? Like, or that's it's like it's like with. the it's current. Just like, it's just outrageous. It's like the current design. trend of um of like AI art where somebody entered the prompt. Like I was literally doing this sure. while I was waiting for sure. you to come on. I was doing AI art. But um it's like the someone's like BMW XM SUV 20 years yeah. future. Like yeah. and it, like the AI is like exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't it's know. It's like uh, it's not fashion forward, it's just No. It's trash. Makes bangles shit look like Yeah. Like historically you know, you'd, you'd think, fantastic you'd think they learned their lesson it's just like his stuff is aged want cons- well. yeah, it's, it's age okay i don't know about that like that's well compared to how e- where we're at now the e63 6 series the e60 or e65 excuse me 7 series like you know they're not very desirable i don't see those ever becoming desirable cars just because they're mm. overly complicated trash fucking motors and they're just not very good looking but like, okay, you'd think they learned their lesson. Is my point. Like, yeah. you know, it's like the best BMWs were the most conservative appearing. E thirty eight, E thirty nine. It's like it's just like yeah, I agree with that. Still, the concept of whatever it is, sport sedan, sport coupe, SUV, just like take it and like mm-hmm. distill it. Like get rid of all the yep. bullshit. I now do it's agree just with that. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, now it's hold on. That's a good title. <laughs> now it's just bullshit. There you go. Perfect. Um, okay. Next question. If you could design Tesla's next production vehicle, what would it be? A new Model S, a Cybertruck, blah blah blah. Um, I think the Model S could do for a redesign, but God damn, it's ten years old. It's super old. Um, but um, 
I think that if they made just because what do they have the model the model Y because I don't think you go smaller than a model Y I'm just thinking of a way to like add an even higher volume vehicle for them if I was like if just to make more money you know um, and it's with a crossover so it either needs to be below the Y or between the Y and the X or I don't know yeah, I mean, I don't, but I don't really care. Fuck Tesla. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's room for another crossover. They just right. need to make the shit that they've teased. Like they would crush yeah. if they made the Cybertruck, which I don't think will ever get made. But I, I'm I thrilled agree. that I'll never have to see that on the road, honestly. But I agree. The, and what, and what, the roadster, I have that conversation with people who aren't car people. By the way, they're like, "Oh, I put a hundred bucks down. I'm like, when do you think it's going to happen?" I'm like, "Hey, man, um, can you get that hundred bucks back?" <laughs> yeah, like, it ain't. Right. Like you, you contributed to uh, that crazy market valuation, but uh, you ain't ever going to see that vehicle. Um, I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way about the Roadster. I'm like, the Roadster was an evolutionary design. It wasn't super sexy, but it's just like, it's like, you know, an addition to a fleet if you are a Tesla fan. And, yeah. you With know, money. it's like, yeah, and you, like you want a weekend cruiser. You want something to go from L.A. to Santa Barbara or to Palm Springs with and like look sexy, have the top down. You know you got the fastest thing on the road. Like right. that that would have been cool. And like I didn't think it was super sexy, but it's just like that would be the design evolution for them. It's just to expand into another kind of elitist body style. Like Sure, sure. You know, it's like fuck them kids. <laughs> It's just the two of us getting away for the weekend, but really quickly and silently. Yeah. There you go. Uh, J.A. Whitehead asks, what MTB do you ride? I ride a 2020 uh, Trek Fuel EX 9.8 with uh, – I've upgraded the um, the front forks to Kashima uppers, uh, some other upgrades, and I'm also adding GX Eagle Access drivetrain to it right now because I'm a dumbass. Well, um, that's just a – yeah. I know it's expensive mods for bikes. Um, basically, hold on, hold on, hold on. I felt like that was like a Hellcat uh, jailbreak, like model name. How many, how many syllables and how many different words was that? Well, the the model name is is just Fuel EX. Okay. And then the the trim is nine point eight. Okay. But then okay. the rest of it was um, mods, right? Basically, okay. so. Uh, <laughs> so it's not that bad. It's not, yeah. Um, Dodge, Charger, <laughs> Hell, right, right, right. And then if, if you really want to get into it, uh, J.A. Whitehead, uh, I want to eventually trade the fuel in for the Slash, which is a different Trek model. Um, FJ Cruz asks, how would you compare the Defender you just drove to a Bronco for all-around use? Uh, oh, because I, I don't think we've actually talked about this, and I'm not going to go into it on this episode. I'll save it for the next one because I don't want to go that long. Um, but we did the Trek uh, Land Rover thing again, speaking of Trek, um, even though it's not related, it's not the same Trek. And we fucking won again. And uh, we kicked ass. And uh, yeah, exactly. So, but I'll get into that later. But I did drive a Defender. Um, that Those Defenders they use for that are four-cylinder models, which are fine in most situations. Um, actually, it's better than you would think, even laden with all the shit they had on it. Because it was fully set up with rooftop tent and a fridge in the back and all this crazy shit. Um, uh, and then, so... Comparing Bronco to Defender, um, I and it's good too because I just had the Bronco Raptor. The Bronco Raptor is, I love it. I I absolutely absolutely love it. But if I were to buy a vehicle to live with on a daily basis, I'd probably get a V8 Defender. 
Um, it's just more refined. I know the Bronco Raptor is hilarious and fucking awesome, and I love it, and I really do love it. But the but the 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 V8 Defender is just a little classier. Can go everywhere. You just I wouldn't jump it what's, like I would. What's the premium there though? Like you, are the you price premium cost no object. Um, well, so the Bronco Raptor I drove is eighty. Um, we'll we'll, yeah, we'll exclude dang. markups really? here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, as tested, it was 80. Um, we'll exclude markups cause that Bronco Raptor in real life right. is a hundred, right. uh, you know, 105, whatever. Uh, if you're on the list, the V8 defender, I think I drove was like 112. So that's a pretty big swing barring markups. Um, however, the defender, I mean, clearly... there's markups on the defender as well. No, even on the V8 a year later, probably on the V8s. Yeah. I don't think so on the regular ones. I don't right. think so. I right. mean, there's markups on fucking talking everything. About yeah. 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 So who knows? I mean, there could be markups on all of them for all I know. But um, the, um, I mean, there's markups on like Toyota RAV4 Prime. Everything, bro. <laughs> the um, Super Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I just, the, the Defender is so well-rounded and nice. Both the Defender and Bronco are nicer on road than a Wrangler. Um, I don't know. The Defender is just a cooler vehicle. And historically, like, I've aspired to own a Defender someday. Be it, no. I, I want an older one, but it's right. it's been an aspirational vehicle for me personally. The Bronco Raptor, though, it rips so hard. I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Is it fun on the street? Yes, it's it is if you enjoy driving off-road vehicles because like I'm very curious of these rich assholes. No offense, rich ass. Well, you know, offense. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> these rich assholes who maybe haven't driven a vehicle like this and they're like, oh, I'm getting I'm getting the newest toy. Right. <laughs> There's 13 inches of front travel, 14 inches of rear travel. So under braking, that nose dives. And it's I love it because it's hilarious. And then under hard braking, the rear end can step. Yeah. It's a short wheelbase. That'd be sick. It's like driving a trophy truck. It's it's totally like driving it. And the first time it did it, I was like, oh, that's hilarious. But then I knew to to wait for it and i was having yeah. an absolute blast. And it you put it in sport mode and it actually stiffens up and you can you can like handle a curvy road better than you think but like put it in baja and then switch it when you put it into baja mode it, it then wants to go into four-wheel drive but then you just hit it back into two-wheel drive while staying in baja mode and dude just grab the you paddles because it's better than shit letting the gearbox shift by itself no and, and it does this thing in baja mode where though the engine is more responsive in sport mode though they say it's more responsive in baja mode because the turbo like pre-spools or some shit like that so there's no lag yeah. but i feel like i also feel like they mute the throttle pedal a little in baja mode so you're not getting into trouble in the whereas in sport if the throttle feels more immediate um so but you can customize the drive mode to like mix and match so if you could find a way to like i just don't think they let you tweak the full engine spread between sport and baja but you can do like steering and suspension and shit like that right so if there was a way to combine sport and baja um then you would have the best of both worlds in my opinion but the truck rips and again i can't i can't say enough good things about it like you talked about dive but could you potentially get it on three wheels like 
acceleration and cornering, like going around. I didn't. I didn't lift an inside wheel. Possible. Yeah. I didn't try to lift an inside wheel, but I mean, I was doing donuts and shit like that, and and <laughs> it wasn't lifting the wheel, um, which is good actually because it was keeping that shit sure. planted. But I mean, I also got it. I got it on no wheels. I got it into the air. Yeah, no, I know you jumped, but I'm talking about on road. No, no, like, I didn't. I, didn't. I, I just love that. Like, I mean, we see it here in Southern California. There's probably not yeah. too many places where you see guys with pre runners that yes. like will literally lift an inside tire, just like turning left, like turning right, going into like a driveway. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's that a, would it's be a flex. Like, yeah. yeah exactly literally like to see to see that tire like just stop moving as you're pulling into a driveway or accelerating around a corner like that's just like that's it's gnarly that's pre-runner shit that yeah it is. I, I would it's hope gnarly. that my bronco raptor would be able to accomplish but if you couldn't do it, I'm sure there's an easy suspension mod to get it to do it. Aftermarket yeah. solution for sure. Oh, yeah. Get it to lean just further over on the one side. Yeah. Uh, well, it's probably – honestly, it's probably just disconnecting the sway bar, which you can do on that car. So that's oh, probably all it is. Um, Ultramotive, what's the tackiest OEM accessory slash option, and is it the Benz Lighted Star on the A2- A220? That's way up there. <laughs> yeah. I don't like illuminated badges on anything. I don't like it. It's not for me. I my, my, uh, my, my really good friend from back East, he pretty much just, whenever the newest Yukon comes out, he's like, all right, I'm getting, I'm just, that's his car. He just wants the Yukon. Um, sure. he also has a, like an 09 GT 500 in the garage too. Like the sketchiest one ever made. Um, but it's, it's, he, yeah, he, he rolls that car nicely. Uh, that it's funny that, um, but the, the, you know, the Yukon that's the car getting the newest Denali wants it. He sent me the order sheet literally like last week or earlier this week. He's like, Hey, look this over. Is there anything I, I didn't get or I shouldn't get? I'm like, did you meet? And he, he, he didn't, his salesman was trying to upsell him to like the Denali ultimate, which is some new crazy trim level with mm-hmm. like, I'm like, Oh shit, you're getting the Denali ultimate. Like, damn, you're really all right. And I'm like, but did you know it comes with, I, I know it does the illuminated or the projected logo on the ground, which that's fine. I don't care about that. That's um, what I was just about to ask you. Really? I don't care about that. That doesn't bother okay. me. RS three even had that the other day. Cause like you only see it like then, you know? Um, but the, I'm like, because it's an option now on the on the Yukon is an illuminated um, GMC badge in the nose. Really? I'm, you mean to check that? Because like I, I I'm gonna be honest with you, I find that shit corny. He's like, no. I, he's like, I actually also don't want the ultimate, so I got to talk to this fucking salesperson. I just want it's a like, Yukon Denali. He's like, I want it black. I want it with the regular interior. I'm like, yeah. He's like, just one. He's like, I don't like Escalades. I like Denalis. I mean, he can afford the fucking Escalade. He just doesn't yeah. want it. If you can yeah. afford it. I don't know. You can afford an Escalade, but like, yeah. yeah Even though I was trying it, to talk him into the V, <laughs> it, it has. Oh my god! Dude. Like, it's the silliest shit ever. Yeah, yeah, it is. When you get that, you have to come pick me up. That's something I, I have will. to write in. That is just the most ridiculous thing ever. It rips, and it yeah. sounds better than the Corvette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be the loudest SUV on the planet. It has That's fucking be. awesome. But yeah. to, to get back to the question, yes, I think I hate the lighted stars. I, I don't like illuminated badges. So I think, yeah, for, for modern OEMs, yeah, it's pro- I think you're right. What was the question? Uh, what's the tackiest OEM accessory slash, slash option? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to beat that. But, like, you, what I've noticed since you had the new S8, 
like a few months ago, a couple months ago, I've noticed a bunch of Audi S and R. Well, no, I no RS models, but I've noticed a few S models with black optic, but chrome exhaust tips. Oh, you like, keep seeing it. Yeah, that just seems to be the thing now. Like I was behind an S4 today and an S3, and they both had black optic. They had all the all the chrome, all the window trim, everything blacked out, but they had dual chrome exhaust tips. And I think I just might have figured out why. I think they're saving the black exhaust tips for RS models because the yeah, RS. My my car is black optic with black exhaust tips. Most of oh, them it? were like. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just don't understand why they're doing it. I don't I, like it. Can't be easier to chrome. Like, you know, coming from a custom wheel guy, you know, background experience, like it's definitely not easier to chrome than to paint or powder coat black. Sure. Like, no matter no matter where you're at in the world, it's easier to black it out. So I mm. don't really understand that design design decision to leave chrome exhaust tips on a car that has no other chrome trip. Hmm. Okay. I agree with you. The, the, the glowing emblems is the worst, but like, this is my second. Okay. (laughs) That dude, Pasha asks, will you face Cummins R28 no carb reality and just do an LS in Tony? Uh, no, I will not LS the Montero, but, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't honestly have any, any real engine swap plans for it anytime in the future. I I'm focused on other mods. I, I would like to do one at some point, but it's going to be a ways away. The, the, the car stuff is figure the Jag out, sell it, actually make progress on the bends. Uh, and that's, and just be happy for a bit. Um, we'll see how long that lasts though. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm on the, on that. Um, and that's all I got this week because I have to get up early tomorrow uh, okay, for man. the OC Auto Show. Oh yeah, where where I'm doing live segments with whoever the the Fox LA affiliate is. Oh boy, well yeah. I would say I'd tune in, but it'd be easier for me to just drive it. Well, is it in Anaheim? Yeah, uh, I won't be yeah. joining. I won't be joining you. <laughs> I'm, you on I'm on it. I'm on somewhere. In between, but uh, I will tune in then. I'll uh, I'll get my YouTube TV going on my iPad. I think I'm on it like six twenty, seven twenty, eight twenty, or like six thirty, seven thirty, eight thirty, nine thirty, ten thirty. Is Josh joining you? Is what? Josh. That last year, at, I think that OC Auto Show, I saw Josh on TV randomly. Oh, really? Like, on local news, yeah. <laughs> no, I meant to message him, but I was just yeah, I know, but I didn't, I don't know what. No, no, no. He comes, no, he goes. Is, I don't know. Yeah. No, okay. no, sir. Uh, I'm just uh, talking to whoever the anchor guy is about a different segment each time. Like, well, I'll be watching and recording. All right, great. <laughs> Hopefully I fuck up and uh, you record it. That'd be fantastic. Uh, that's where we are this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Wrap up Lemons. And then I'll talk about the Land Rover shit. And, uh, cool. and uh, we'll see what's going on. Later, folks. Thank you.